bringing you his authentic perspectives on important topics. They live in suburbs together. They live in the city together. They hang out together, all in the same family. We're the only idiots that fight because we want our voice to only be on one side. Like, does that even make any sense? And when the side loses, you lose everything. They, on the other hand, have a voice no matter what because somebody that looks like them is always in, in control. Frank, candid, and straight to the point. Well, it's just a skewed uh, system. Of course it is. It's a lot but, of judgment. But, but answer there, my question, though. Should we let people what? go? Should we let people go? Like, let's just forget about bail altogether. And if your neighbor commits well, a homicide and kills people up... If you kill people and they next to you and you just let them come back and live right next to you, they can live upstairs from you. Let them come in your house. This is The Truth of the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth and The Truth app. Now, he's the mayor of the city of Milwaukee. He's a young man. Give him a chance. I only complain about things that I care about. What I want you to do is pretend like I'm in St. Louis. And all I'm asking the mayor and the common council president and the common council, show me. Now, live from the American Family Insurance Studio in Milwaukee, here is Dr. Ken Harris. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris, 833-212-1017 is the number. Before the break, I was talking about, um, what was I talking about? I was talking about the fact that I do so much that I can forget all the things that I should have been doing and was supposed to be doing because I got distracted. But that's how life is. Sometimes you get distracted. Sometimes you get, you know, start doing stuff and ripping and running. The next thing you know, you look up and you forgot. I used to always chalk that up to, um, I used to chalk it up to maybe I'm just getting old. But anyway, are you a country person or a city person? I mean, do you prefer small towns? Over big towns. Do you prefer smaller cities over bigger cities? And am I asking this question for a reason? Well, I may as well just tell the story because I tried to figure out a way to say it and make it a little less um, egregious, so to speak. But it wasn't working out. I tried to make it something as simple as, well, maybe it was just that town. Maybe it was just there. But it's not. And so rather than um, 
do that, I would rather just sit here and just tell you the story. And so it kind of disturbed me. Um, and let me let, let me just pull it up. Uh, that way I don't have to. I don't know if you'd believe this story. But. Well. Let me just say this. Two EMS workers in Illinois are charged with first-degree murder charges after a patient died in their care last month, according to Springfield, Illinois Police Department. Dan Wright, the Sangamon County State's Attorney, charged Peggy Finley and Peter Cadigan for the death of an Illinois man on on December 18, 2002, according to the criminal complaint. In a statement, the, the Springfield Police Department said the EMS workers were responding to a call for assistance with a patient suffering from hallucinations due to alcohol withdrawal. Finley can be heard yelling at the man who described himself as Earl Moore to sit up, quit acting stupid, which was on the police body cam. I know I don't know if it was on police body cam. Maybe it was on some other body cam footage. Videos also show Finley telling Moore, who's, who was 35, we ain't carrying you. And also added, I am seriously not in the mood for this dumb blankety blank. Using an expletive in his remark before eventually strapping the patient to a stretcher in a prone position. According to the press release from Springfield Police, officers attempted to provide more care after the EMS workers acted indifferently to the patient's condition. A representative for Lifestar Ambulance Service Incorporated, which employs Fidley and Cadigan, told ABC News, no comment regarding the incident. Body footage camera, body cam, I'm going to get it right, body cam footage additionally shows police officers attempting to help more out of the house and onto the stretcher. The officers took steps to assist the patient to get him the care he needed, even waiting on the scene to ensure medical personnel loaded him into the ambulance. The officers who are not emergency medical professionals and are not trained nor equipped to handle and provide the necessary medical treatment or transport patients in this situation still tried to help. And according to the Springfield Police Department, Moore died after arriving at the hospital. Teresa Haley, who I know personally, president of the Springfield branch of the NAACP, said at a press conference Tuesday, held by Wright, that watched the video made her think about George Floyd, the Minneapolis man who was murdered by former police officer Derek Chauvin. They literally threw his hands behind and strapped him down. He couldn't move if he wanted to, and he's face down. Positional asphyxiation. They did not show any compassion whatsoever to this individual. He should be alive today. According to court documents, finally, and or Finley, however you say the name, and Cadigan are being held at Sangamon County Jail on a one 
million dollar bond. They don't have attorneys listed that ABC News could find, but that's it. People always ask me, hey, you like the big city? Yep. Why is that? Because stuff like that don't happen. And when it does, there's a, I'm, I'm being facetious when I say this, there are dozens of people who witness it. Harder to cover up. First thing you're taught in law enforcement is positional asphyxiation. One of the first things. The way that you position a person on their stomach, on their chest, can cause them to not breathe because the ground doesn't move. The ground literally does not move. So when you try to breathe and you can't and you've got your body weight on your chest and the ground not moving, you're not going to breathe. You're going to stop breathing. That's why babies don't lay on their stomach. They lay on their back. If a baby spits up, they'll spit it out their mouth. They'll turn over their roll. But when you sleep on your stomach, your chest, and it can't move, put his hands behind him, strapped him down, put him on a gurney, went to the hospital and died. Having hallucinations from alcohol withdrawal. And these are trained medical professionals. 833-212-1017 is the number. What should happen to these people? And see, it's funny because Fonz Hawthorne on the Talking Text Line says, as a man raised in Milwaukee and Kosciuszko, Mississippi, when I was young, I preferred the city. Now in my 40s with kids and grandkids, I'd rather be down in the country. And see, for me, what scares me about that is then you might disappear and nobody finds you. But I guess that can happen in the big city, too. I guess that can happen in a big city. 833-212-1017 is the number. I don't know about y'all, but for me, that's why I'm a city boy. You are listening to The Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. The Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris is next on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris, 833-212-1017. Before the break, we were talking about that EMT story and 
Wayne on the talking text line said, Dr. Ken, something sounds a little unusual about that story about the EMTs. I've never seen them strap or restrain a person's hands behind their back. It's always on the side at the side. Just hearing that raises a bunch of red flags. Well, it shouldn't because the person that was saying it is a person that's not a trained EMT and not a law enforcement officer. So if they don't have that in their uh, repertoire of words and training and all that, if I tell you to put your hands down to your side and I lay you on a board or on a stretcher face down, if you pull the straps, your hands are a little behind you. So I, I can understand why a person would say that when, in fact, it's unless they were handcuffed. And there would have been no reason to handcuff this person because they weren't in custody. I can see them tying him down. But they should have tied him down on his back, not on his stomach. That's just that's just a, a huge no. 833-212-1017 is the number. Sandra, you're on the new 1017 The Truth. How are you? I am just fine. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Yeah, I missed you. Oh, it's good to be missed. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. So I said, well, I said, let me call you because I got to talk to you because I hadn't talked to you. Yep. And, um, yep, you were talking about... Um, now that little thing about the guy um that was uh going through uh I think he was going through the DTs and stuff. Uh-huh. They showed the video. Did you see the video? Yes. Did you see they slammed him they slammed him on the gurney. Yes, they did. They didn't just lay him down. Yeah. And I'm saying, how I, I don't know what's wrong with those people. I think they're going crazy. Maybe they need some uh, uh evaluation in their heads. But the, what could he do? They just slammed them down, and, and they know uh, DTs and stuff. You would think. Well, but, uh, well, the 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 police can't intercede because people with medical are are a level higher than law enforcement, so they really are not in charge. Even even if you go into a hospital, the police are not in uh-huh. charge. the The medical personnel are. Uh huh. And they were the well, medical. Why did people. they slam slam him? But they were talking to him so ugly. I yeah. said, my, this man, yeah. this, he didn't understand nothing they were saying because no. he was going through trauma. So, but, uh, you know, I don't know. It's all on camera. So we gonna, people are going to have to deal with that. But, uh, and you were talking about the schools. And so, uh, like I said, I haven't been in school. Uh, it's been a long time. I graduated in 67. And so then my daughter graduated. She's the last. She graduated in 90. No, 98. Yeah. And so she went for teaching, but she made more money being a a, um, a manager. Mm-hmm. So she she didn't go into she wouldn't teach, and well she did she did she started going to these uh, uh, where they keep the kids uh, when the parents go to work. Right. Yeah, that's where she started teaching okay. that. But before that, she was manager uh, in uh, cheesecake and uh, Applebee's and stuff, and so. Uh, so um, I was just listening, and so, and you were saying something about what's good, fast, or your three things you were saying. Mm-hmm. Cheap, fast, or good. Uh huh. So I mean, could they do it fast and good? I was I was just thinking because like I was taking my nieces to school, and they did math altogether different from the way I Correct. did it when I was going Correct. to school. 
Correct. We so we have we away, have act- well we've we've dumbed down math as well in terms of how we teach it, but math is still math. You know, I right, mean, right, right. And 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 you can be fast and you can be cheap. Well, you can't do, mm-hmm. but but it but it won't be good. You can be good and you can be fast, but it won't be cheap. That's why mm-hmm. that's why college costs so much. Mm-hmm. It's fast and it's good, but it's not cheap. Mm-hmm. And so if we're going to well, do know, that, think- we got to pay people uh-huh. to do that. Right, right. So, you know, when I now like I was going to MATC and uh I felt it was a lot different from of course it is, but to me it seemed like you were studying more on your own. You know, the teacher would give the lecture, but it was more of a lecture to me. Correct. So uh so you just have to, you know, study it and then you'll understand what the teacher's saying to you. But uh, what do the Chinese do, though? It seems like they're pretty good at their math and uh, uh, other stuff, chemistry, all that stuff. So what do they do over there? Do you have any idea? Well, one of the, one of the reasons I came to understand that why Asians from China are good at math is because they don't have as many numbers as we do. Their alphabet is shorter. Oh. Their numbers are shorter. Uh-huh. What we use for the word 11 and their word for 11 is like a one-syllable word so to add something up quickly they may not say 1257 it may only take one or two vowels to add up a number to say what a number is when it's four or five digits and so Mm -hmm. many of the issues we have is because of language because our language like um when you when you say 24 and when you write 24 Right. It's significantly longer mm. than it would be if you just saw it or said it. And so it it some of those things play out. I think what America has and you, you may disagree, you may agree. The one thing America has is the ingenuity that the rest of the world does not have. Mm. That we mm. come up with things, we create things. Uh, we we um, we've they've started to catch up in in. Um, Nobel Peace Prizes and all of those those awards because I think the world has started trying to purposefully down America and downgrade America, but I but I think in the end the the fact that we're here gives us an opportunity to do great things. I think we will. We're not perfect, not by any stretch of the imagination, but. You know, seeing the knucklehead EMTs didn't help either. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They should well, go. Because I know I had my daughter in music, and she was taking uh, the Suzuki method. And that's where they, uh, well, they make you uh, learn it by heart, and then you go into the notes later. Correct. And so by the time you go into the notes, right. you already know the song by heart. Right. So, you know, that was a good way, too. Mm-hmm. I thought it was. And depending on the kind of learner you are, like I'm an auditory learner, so I can memorize something and then I'll learn it and then I'm good. Oh, okay. So I can listen to a book, but reading a book, I get too distracted. Oh, okay. I do too, to an extent, unless it's a good book I like to read. If I don't like (laughs) to read it, 
I would get distracted. But no, I, I just thought I'd just weigh in a little bit and uh and that was it. I appreciate it, Sandra. Okay then. All right. I'll talk to you uh next time. All right, take care. Okay, bye bye. Eight three three two one two one zero one seven is the number. Brian on the talking text. Call it what it is. Too lazy, out of shape, fat, white, blanks that didn't give a blank about this particular old black man. No empathy, no compassion. I say <laughs> waterboard them lazy blanks with a pool cue and no Vaseline. I don't think that would be appropriate. That would actually be a crime. I'm just saying. I'm thinking that might be a crime. Okay. What we can't do is look at two white people and say that they reflect all white people because they don't. Just like we don't want two the 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 knucklehead kids, <laughs> the knucklehead kids that 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 ran into the squad car and crashed it in Glendale. 12 and 13 years old don't represent all of the great kids that are in the city. It's just something to think about. I want to say thank you to Associated Bank to, uh, for being a founding partner of the new 1017 The Truth. Together, we're committed to uplifting local organizations and supporting black-owned businesses. Whatever your financial needs are, Associated Bank can help. Member FDIC, Traffic and Weather Next. You are listening to The Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. This is The Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris, 833-212-1017 is the, um, I just saw a story and I just looked at the headline. That's why you should never be, I'm, I'm, I'm just a little confused. We want to say thank you to Gruber Offices for being a founding partner of the new 1017 The Truth. We're proud to be supported by a law firm who's made such a positive impact in our community. So if your loved one has ever been injured in an accident, give Gruber Law Offices a call. One call. Th- that's all. So, a Florida woman is accused of murder after her boyfriend dies in a suitcase. I'm 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 just <laughs> I'm I'm just But this is the story that has me upset. This is the story that has me upset. So the Virginia Attorney General reportedly expanded an investigation into the withholding of merit awards from students now that it's been revealed more than a dozen high schools did so in the name of equity. Azra Nomani, a mother in Fairfax County, Virginia, and this is this was reported by Let's see if I can find it. Daily Mail uh, WFMZ 
Washington Examiner, Fox News. CBS. Wow. Anyway, so um, it kind of looks like it kind of looks like Ezra Nomani, a mother in Fairfax County, Virginia, and a journalist. Oops, never mess with a journalist who broke the story in the City Journal last December 21st about the scandal said she didn't learn that her son, who graduated from Thomas Jefferson High School for Science and Technology in 2021, get this, was a National Merit Commended student. She didn't find out about it till two years after he was supposed to receive the award in the fall of 2020. Like other parents, she blasted the move for jeopardizing her son's college scholarship opportunities. She said, as an immigrant single mother and minority sole head of the household, I'm working three jobs to pay out-of-state tuition for him and federal Pell Grant assistance for lower-income families with zero merit money. How is it that the social justice that equity warriors claim they're striving to achieve? How is this? Equitable. We're now finding that many other schools have withheld this critical accolade from parents and students. Withholding the National Merit Awards from kids is immoral, unethical, and downright cruel, if not illegal. It's emblematic of a war on merit that has become an actual war on kids. And so my question to you is, is this equitable? That we've now told children that that other kids didn't get it, so they shouldn't see you getting an award. So not only are we not gonna that 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 we're gonna withhold it, we're not gonna even tell you that you got the award. Like, can you imagine if you're a National Merit Scholar and you can apply for an award? You you could literally, under some circumstances, go to school, go to college for free. But because someone else didn't work as hard, someone else didn't do. And I'm not talking about those instances where we know there's blatant discrimination and blatant uh, equity imbalances. And when I talk about an equity imbalance, I'm talking about an equity imbalance where you could choose people. You just happen to make the choice that you chose to be what you wanted to be and not the person that was qualified. It's like most of those you know, white male dominated things. In order to show equity, they hire a white woman. Well, we're 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 diverse. Well, actually, you're not. But okay. This is ridiculous. As a single mother to a black daughter who loves and excels in math and science, I find it frankly offensive that students like my daughter are being denied the opportunity to compete and succeed on their merit. Fundamentally, this is why I'm. She, she then start, started talking about politics and all the stuff she was going to do. But think about that. Is it right for a school because a kid might feel bad for not getting an award because you did? Should I withhold it? To the point where withholding it means you didn't put it on your application, which means... You're in line with everybody else. Is that equity? 
or is equity we worked we had an equal chance of doing it right we all went to you know kindergarten through 12th grade graduated and i scored higher i am a national merit scholar and now i'm told that shouldn't count because that's going to make me for all intent and purpose get more for it when other kids can't 833-212-1017 is the number is that is that equity or is that just meanness And it's weird coming from people who who are self-professed and professionally stated scholars. Like they actually went to school to teach other people. That's just strange to me. That's that's just bizarre to me. 833-212-1017 is the number. Interesting. Hey, want to remind you, uh, want to say thank you to American Family Insurance for being a founding partner of the new 1017 The Truth. We're proud to be supported by an insurance agency who continues to step up and invest in our community. American Family Insurance, they're here to get you one step closer to your dreams, all of your dreams. Insure carefully, dream fearlessly. Visit AmFam.com to learn more. So, after we break, I want to I want to jump into because I haven't heard it really talked about in a lot of places. The classified files that were found. President Biden. And there was a Democrat that said something from Georgia that made me wonder. Like, what, 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 what is what is he talking about? I mean, granted, I've heard conspiracy theories. Believe me, I've heard some doozies. I've heard some conspiracy theories that when they came out the person's mouth, I went, okay, that's dumb. But the whole point of a conspiracy theory is it sounds really good. This one? I don't think so. I think when we start to take a step back and look at where the classified files were found, how they were found, at the time, Biden was not president. So we'll, we'll jump into that. I'm interested in what you have to say about it. And the reason I am is because of what a representative said in relation to that and his theory behind how all this happened. I find it interesting that people are jumping on the bandwagon and um, looking at it from a certain perspective. But in the end, it all comes down to will they actually question a sitting president regarding these files? Now, for me, I say no. 833-212-1017, you're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. More of The Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harrison is next on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. The Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris is next on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. 
listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris, 833-212-1017 is the number. Now, I thought I'd heard everything. I, I thought, you know, uh, let me let me think back. Um, the, the Abominable Snowman. Uh, Bigfoot, not to be confused, is the same person. Um, and I know you're a, you're a big hoax, like you controversies and all that. I, I like that too, right? But some things you gotta go. You you, you gotta you gotta you, you gotta go. Wait 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 what? This week's revelations that multiply that that I'll get it right. It's got me so it's this week's revelation that multiple classified documents were found to be in President Joe Biden's personal possessions on multiple occasions is suspicious to a veteran lawmaker and ranking member of the Congressional Black Caucus. Georgia Representative Hank Johnson expressed skepticism, believe it or not, skepticism. After U.S. Attorney General, I'm having serious issues with my screen. That's that's interesting. My uh, hmm, this is weird. My screen just disappeared. Anyway, he's having some skepticism about the disappearing um, documents because he believes he believes that it's fake, right? He believes that it's quote unquote. Suspicious. He said he's skeptic. He's what's the word? Skeptical. He has skepticism. I'll get it right. (laughs) After U.S. Attorney General Merrick Garland said last Thursday that he was appointing a special counsel to investigate the discovery of classified documents in Biden's former personal office in Washington, as well as his home in Delaware. And then they found some in the the Penn Biden um, place at the University of Pennsylvania. Garland said Biden's attorney told the Department of Justice only this week about the latest batch of classified documents being found in Biden's home garage. Johnson said he was open to an investigation, but questioned the timing of the document discoveries being made public after it was found before the election. Last November. Okay. All right. Um, Discoveries made public and suggested without proof that there could be a more nefarious ploy. Referring to alleged classified documents showing up allegedly in the possession of Joe Biden, Johnson said he's in favor of an investigation, but he cautioned he urged everything to be investigated, implying that the probe should extend beyond the president. I'm suspicious of the timing. Well... (sighs) Here's the issue I'm having. The only person that could have taken out those documents who could have had them in the beginning is a person with a classified clearance. The fact that you would have known where to plant classified documents 
Wouldn't you know that there were documents in your personal possessions that are in your garage? Because you wouldn't think that anybody would even bother or know or even come check, right? I mean, that's the whole point of having stuff you're not supposed to. If it was that important, would, would, would you have secreted it somewhere where nobody would have found it? You know what happens to us when we get old, right? You put it somewhere and then you forget where it is. Maybe that's what happened. Maybe we just got put away and somebody was going somewhere and they were in a rush and just put it in his garage and left. But then you would have had to do the same thing in his home and the same thing at the University of Pennsylvania. And that would have been difficult to do. I think he needs to be held to the same standard as anyone else who took classified information out. Now, they're not going to do anything to him now because he's a sitting president. And no one in their right mind would prosecute a sitting president. That's never. No, I'm not going to say it's never happened because we've been around here about 200 and some years and we, we do some stupid stuff. Around here, so. But I'm, I'm looking at it from a point of view of Hank Johnson is correct and he's also not correct if this had been so here's what here's what they're writing in news one to suggest that biden could be the victim of political sabotage isn't a far-fetched theory considering republicans were willing to elicit violence under pretenses at the u.s capitol and okay one has absolutely nothing to do with the other that's one number two In order to actually believe that, we would have to show that someone had access to classified documents, first of all, which we can easily do because you can't get them unless they're signed out to you. They're given to you. They know. They track them. And if you have them and you didn't bring them back, Somebody should have known and called you out. They called out President Trump. They called out President Obama. They called out President Clinton. Why? Because they took stuff and they wasn't supposed to have it. And the president is the only person who can declassify anything and make it available to the public. Now, granted, Those that are in charge of organizations like the CIA and the FBI and NSA won't tell the president it's there. Therefore, he can't declassify it. Right. But. The president has a right to do that. Now, when you're going through stuff and you're supposed to have it with your archives and you take too long and you tell them, give me some few months. And then it's six months later and you don't give it to them and you go back and forth and holler. You don't send FBI and raid people for quote unquote classified documents that have been declassified because Trump has them. Because you shouldn't do that with Biden or Obama or anybody. But Trump had his chance. He was told, bring him back. He didn't bring him back, so they went and raided him. So whether you agree about the raid on Mar-a-Lago, they have they had every right to because they got a complaint from the National Archivist and said, dude was supposed to bring him back. He didn't bring him back. He only brought a few of them back. He didn't bring everything. And it's not that it was classified or not classified. They're, they're now, they now belong to the National Archivist, and now he's basically 
absconded. So I get it. We're going to raid. We're going to take our stuff back. That's just how that's how the gov- federal government rolls. No harm, no foul. That's how life is. You should have known better. Should have did better. Clinton hit stuff in his <laughs> in his clothes in his clothes drawer, and they came and checked because you know they do periodic checks to see if you're doing the right thing with the classified documents. And he wasn't, and they called him out. Hey, dude, like what you doing? Can't do this. Bring stuff back. Obama took too long doing some stuff. It happens. It happens. But multiple documents in different places. That's a bit much. That's a lot. I don't think there was a conspiracy. He did what everybody does. Took them, forgot about them, and then got, oh, wait a minute. So my question is, who came across the documents and said, oops, and called the Department of Justice? Well, first of all, that was a smart thing to do. When you mess something up, Call the person and fall on your sword. Call the person and say, hey, um, I screwed up. Can you you fix? I got to fix this. Because otherwise, if they got to come to you and ask you, they've already piled up eight or nine, ten different charges against you. So you may as well come clean. Worst case scenario, you'll get one and then that'll be that then it'll work out I don't think he'll get in any trouble I think some people that knew about something like that will get in trouble because they didn't do anything about it that's all I'm saying you're listening to Truth in the Afternoon I'm your host Dr. Ken Harris I want to thank you for being here this afternoon Tory Lowe shows up next Tory Lowe from One to Four He'll be here the next four hours and around midnight or so. I think I'm going to be rolling back in with uh, a rebroadcast. Then again at five o'clock to make sure you're here with. Is it Mel and Denise in the morning? Hmm. See, I thought about doing that, but it would have took me too long to come up with it. <laughs> Anyway, it don't matter. Mel's going to be there. Is there any other reason not to listen to MK in the morning? Because Mel is going to be there. So that's it. Take care. God bless. Be safe. I'm out.